Whether you in a car, room, office or tone Morning in the morning, got to talk for all the news Sports talking, we talking sports talking I'm thinking ready to play in the Jeter fuse with Boston Now that Kobe retired, I'm thinking Kobe for office also Alright everybody, we got, doing a little something different for y'all this time Last season, David and I had a bunch of fantasy requests I mean, I know at least I did And I'm in way too many fantasy football leagues I'm in like four fantasy leagues yeah, so hard to five. keep up with all the players. You're in five fantasy leagues. So I figured, you no, know, let's do, let's give the people 18, 18 episodes of fantasy football talk, at least 17 episodes of fantasy football talk. Yeah. And, you know, every week we drop an episode Wednesday or Thursday, catch them up on the fantasy week and then some players to look out for, but also they can follow one of our teams each. So I hope your boys are ready to play. <laughs> I'm going to uh, pick a team that I once, I have to confess, I was 0-16 in this league before. But then the next year, I won the championship. Yeah. The next year, I won the championship. The That's comeback how you is, do it. The comeback is always better than the setback. I will be uh, showing off a league I've been in for a while. Won championship first year. It's been pretty Ooh. quiet uh, ever since. And then we are the defending champ right now. So it feels good, but a lot of work still to be done. This is like hard knocks fantasy football. Yeah, just week, week by week. Week by week. Regular season. Man, so we're back. You know, you got the hot dogs on the grill, hamburger buns out. We had a great first week of football on Sunday. Some good fantasy performances, and I kind of – let's just get right into it and start there. Start off with, start off with Pat Mahomes. No, actually, that's disrespectful. Let's start off with Tom Brady. And what they did on Thursday night, the first game of the season. Yeah, both those offenses looked like they'll be, you know, top five offenses in the league. I think if you have a fantasy player on either one of those teams, you're looking pretty solid. Even uh, Mike Evans, who didn't look great, I think he'll be okay. Uh, Gallup going down was tough, but you knew C.D. Lamb and Cooper were going to be the guys. And you can't panic on Zeke yet. That's one of the best run defenses in the league. They're going to swallow up any running back they face this year. So on your horses, really, you saw that week one. Don't panic. Henry had a bad game. Aaron Jones had a bad game. Saquon had a bad game. It's week one. We'll get it together. And I think your horses are still going to, you know, hopefully carry you to where you need to be. That's the biggest thing. The week one panics. I had a bunch of people reach out to me about Ezekiel Elliott, how he's done. He's washed up past his prime, only had a, a nine to 10 rushing attempts. And I just kept telling them. They played the best run defense in football with 10 rushing attempts. They never tried to actually establish the run. Like that was clear, I feel. And I said, I'm thinking exactly what you said. It's too early to panic on a guy like Zeke, especially with how power that offense is. I think he has enough volume where he's a consistent, you know, player, at least a top two back. If you don't have Tony Pollard, you probably should go pick him up. You know, he should look pretty good. He'll be catching the ball. And if anything happens to Zeke or he's out for one week, you know, COVID's still an issue in the league. You never know if someone catches it, they could be out two games. So it's always good to have a handcuff, especially for your uh, top guys. I have a feeling that Dak Prescott could be the best fantasy quarterback in football this year. I'm going to go with Kyler Murray with the way uh, that Arizona offense looked. I know they played a very suspect Titans defense, but Kyler looked incredible. Kyler did look good. He he did, but see, that's probably what it is. I'm giving more credit to the Buccaneers defense than I am the Titans defense. And I don't know, Dak just looked exceptional on Thursday night. 
I'm sick he wasn't able to come out with the win against the Bucks, but he really just looked amazing. And his high volume targets to CD and Amari is just very settling if you're a Dak Prescott owner. Obviously, if you're a CD Lamb owner like myself. Yeah, music to my ears watching that first game, having uh, Chris Godwin and CD Lamb just kind of trade punches back and forth in that first half. Came away with a nice uh, 19 after the first game of the season. Are you bidding high or bidding low on a guy like Antonio Brown right now for the Buccaneers? Preseason, I saw some experts saying AB actually could secretly be the best receiver at fantasy on the Buccaneers this year as far as touchdowns and yards. Had a great week one. If you're an AB owner, what kind of position are you putting yourself in? I think it's always good to have weapons on, you know, just good, high-powered offenses. You take the Seahawks, you take the Rams, you know, any of those weapons, they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be scoring. They're going to be finding the end zone. It's just good to have guys on those teams. And AB and Gronk, I thought they looked great. You know, roll back the clock a little bit. They might be able to, to run this thing back. Can Gronk maintain, of course not, possibly the volume, but is he still a red zone touchdown target? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the chemistry with him and Brady, I was worried about O.J. Howard coming back. and I was uh, very worried you know, about O.J. They still have Cameron Brate, but Gronk, Gronk's that guy, and he's just bigger. He's been doing it for, for longer than people, and he just goes up and gets it or just finds a little open open hole for Brady to put it in and find the end zone. Pause. And uh, so move, <laughs> moving into Sunday, how oh, did <laughs> – I had to. <laughs> moving into Sunday, oh. so – what are some players that kind of overperformed above your expectations coming into Sunday? Um, had tons of game, obviously, every single team in the league kicked off. Um, who did you kind of have on your roster that you were a little surprised by? I, I mean, I knew Debo, shocked by Devin Debo Montgomery. Samuel. Mm, he looked really good against that Rams deep front. He did. Um, I was going to say Debo Samuel, but he was playing the Lions. Can't really count that too much. <laughs> Um, but like you got to say, the surprise of the weekend was Jameis and the Saints. That game right there. Every single player, and the and the fact that Callaway was not the guy that erupted for the Saints is even more shocking. Yeah, I definitely would go uh, find one of those players on the waiver wire if you need a spot to fill. If you're looking for a receiver, or even a tight end, Thompson looked great. I picked up Juwan Johnson in all my leagues for sure. And he can play the wide receiver tight end in most fantasy leagues, too. Um, so, Jerron Johnson's a very secret waiver pickup. But are you – based off how the game looked, I have a feeling that week to week all the Saints receivers could be boom or bust. I, I don't know yeah. if any of them are a consistent flex play even week to week. Besides, well, obviously, AK to God. Yeah, we need to fill a spot. AK is still the, the guy around there. I think the second guy you want is Jameis. You know, he's going to be the one slinging it, and that's probably what you need if you're in a two-quarterback league. I think it makes sense. If you're in a one-quarterback league, it might not be, but if you have him on your bench, it, it could be matchup dependent depending on who's that other guy. Yeah, Jameis is a very secret, a se- sneaky play um, in two-quarterback leagues for sure. Definitely he's your number two spot. Um, another guy that kind of shocked, I think, a lot of people in fantasy this week was Mark Ingram. The Houston yeah. Texans have a crowded backfield. They got Phillip Lindsay. D. Johnson, Mark Ingram, and not only did Mark Ingram out carry them, he got 26 carries. And yeah, all, my concern and all three running the, back scored. It was it was very busy back there, but 
I, I think Tyrod like played played great. They did play the Jaguars. So we'll see what happens, you know, when they they go up against uh, a more competent team. But they had a three-headed monster back there, and I don't know which guy it's going to be each week. It could change. We've seen it out of Philip Lindsay. Uh, we've definitely seen it out of David Johnson. So it it could change week to week. But obviously, right now, Mark Ingram is the guy you want. And I got very lucky and got Mark Ang- Mark Ingram on the waiver wire this week. So that was awesome for me. And another waiver wire pickup is the running back. Uh, the circus you got in Baltimore. You know, the guys aren't staying healthy, and you got a guy like Tyshawn Williams who steps up and has a fantastic yep. game, breaks off a big one for you. And now all of a sudden, you know, the Ravens, I mean, appear to still have a possible running attack. And if you're a fantasy owner, I think you have to jump all over Williams um, and even possibly Latavius or Le'Veon, one of the two. Yeah, you really – don't know what's going to happen. Tavia's got to town a couple of days before that game. So obviously it was Williams game to, to kind of take the reins there and he looked good. I think he'll probably, you know, get the nod until someone's either ready or he screws up and fumbles in a bad position and they, they have to take him out. But I was also very impressed with Kenneth Gainwell. I thought Eagles looked good and he was really a good change of pace back to, to bring in when, you know, Miles Sanders needed to come out. And that was the worst news of the week for me because I'm a Boston Scott owner. So Kenneth Gainwell having a very good game is not what a Boston Scott owner wants to hear. Boston Scott didn't even see the field, you know? So at this point, I'm at maybe one to two more weeks holding that, and I got to cut him. I can't keep him on my team. He's not going to touch the field. But I don't really know because he was so so great last year in his role for the Philadelphia Eagles. But Gainwell is by far the way better uh, pass catching back out of the backfield for them. But then do you do you think about the the players that were actually on the field and didn't produce, like Gasecki and Ayuk that laid eggs? That those are two guys you you gotta think like, I don't know if I can trust starting them right now. The tight end position this year is very scary. Like I am actually regretting not not taking the tight end early. Because after you get done with literally Kelsey and and, and Waller. Waller. Kittle Kittle looked good, but Kittle looked okay, and Hawkinson looked okay. Hawkinson looked good. I mean, but after that, I mean, someone. Mark Andrews did not look well, and with the amount of Thomas didn't look great. Gasecki was a goose egg. It just it wasn't great. Nope. Yeah, it was not looking good for the tight end. Noah Fant didn't do much in Denver. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Eric Ebron with the Steelers, they struggled offensively. He didn't get anything done either, and. The tight end position is looking like it could be an honestly a make or break position for fantasy owners if you have a Travis Kelsey or a Darren. Yeah, those those two guys, their their point differential when you really break it down, like quarterback, running back, receiver, it's very slim between you know say the best guy and the fifteenth guy. You look at tight ends, the best guy and the fifteenth guy, it's not even close. So even if you just break it down to the first to the twelve or first to ten. Yeah. They're outscoring them by double digits at least, um, you know, 10, maybe 15, could get up to 20, depending on the game. Waller, Kelsey, those guys had 20-plus games. And they all have the ability to have 20-plus games weekly, which is a scary part, you know, yeah. at, at the tight end position. Because most of us have tight ends that are touchdown or break um, a, a opponents. You know, I, I got I got the Green Bay tight end. I don't even want to talk about them because I'm still hurt. That entire offense – ruined my fantasy week 
<laughs> but but you, but you put a guy like that up against a Kelsey and a Waller, and you, you're going, you know, two catches for 20 yards against 10 catches for 95 and a touchdown. It's not even close. And that's why those guys are such a big advantage in fantasy football right now. Yep. And I, I think a lot of people, I know I definitely did miss on that. And if I could redraft, that's something I think I would definitely do is address that tight end position right away. Cause like you said, the gap between the first and the fourth and the fifth tight end is right. Is huge. right there. Exactly. Yeah, especially so, seeing the week like Mark Andrews had. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about your Steelers real quick before we get into our team? Man, we played a good game. We played as a fan. We played a great game. I uh, I predicted that the Steelers actually lose this game before winning the next eleven. Um, so there's that. But um, they came, they played good. You know, I think I saw someone else. We have the best defense in football, and now it's by a long shot. Devin Bush being healthy in that middle. I think the Steelers defense is a fantasy play every single week. No matter who they play, I would play the Steelers defense because they're going to get you a turnover. They're going to get you three to four sacks. And offensively, there is there is a lot of concern offensively if you are a yeah. fantasy owner. Um, I would personally say trade high on everybody that you have on the Steelers mm-hmm. offense. Even Najee Harris is someone that I will look into trading trading away at this point, to be honest. Because the offensive line for the Steelers is abysmal. Yeah, I mean, we'll be following him uh, on my team. So we got him and Chase Claypool. Uh, we'll have a lot of Steeler talk. So looking ahead, I mean, Vegas and Cincinnati, those are two games where you got to get going. You know, if not, if you're Najee Harris and you're getting the ball 15 to 20 times a game, you got to make the most out of those opportunities, especially against the some weaker defensive fronts now. Claypool, Juju, Deontay Johnson. There's a lot of mouse to feed. James Washington's getting a lot more snaps too. And is Big Ben able to get him the ball? I think he'll get a little bit more into season shape. Uh, he's skinny right now. I think he needs to put on a couple pounds. <laughs> Come on. First, the guy was too big, and now he's too small. Last season, you guys all said he was fat he's and out of shape. He's also a little too old. But, and then he comes in know. this year in shape, and everyone's like, wow, he's a little skinny there. Can he, can he <laughs> he's take a hit? One, he's got one last ride. He's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. So let's see what he can do. He's got the weapons. He's got the defense. He just needs to uh, not fuck up. Yes, and that's the interesting part is see if he can transition into a quarterback who used to win football games to now being a quarterback that doesn't lose us football games. That's going to be the biggest adjustment, I think, for Big Ben this season because he's used to being that guy who's thrown for 400-plus yards, four to five touchdowns. He's going to get you an interception every week. <laughs> but but he's, he's, gonna, he's, he's, coming, he's making that two-minute drive to come back. Oh, yeah. Now I think he's in a position where he just needs to make sure the Steelers' defense is as rested as much as possible yeah. so when those guys get on the field, they can eat. Because, man, I think they're, they're a play every week. Offensively for the Steelers, beware owners. Could be a long year for you, especially if you're a Juju Smith-Schuster owner. Um, could be a tough one for you. Could be a tough one for you. Um, I also want to talk about, real quick before we switch gears, the Green Bay Packers. We can't we can't escape those guys. Um, they uh, obviously they it's really just lucky. it's just they one game. Really lucky that they get a Monday Night Football game against the Lions. That, that'll get anybody back on track. Anybody. What did Detroit do to deserve that? I, I don't know. They must have pissed off the wrong person there. Like, Man, we never get money. They, they fucked up on that one. Week, week two? 
in Lambo yeah. <laughs> on a pissed Ooh. off Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's the one thing that probably people didn't plan for, but um, it'll 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 be an ugly game. I just hope the the Lions can show some fight like they did this week. Do you have faith that most of the Packers offensive players, at least the big three, um, kind of figuring it out? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Devontae Adams kind of yeah. getting back to a spot where they're comfortable at, or is this going to be a long year for the Packers? No, offensively, I, I, I fantasy. Think- I think you're okay. Those are, you know, two first round guys and and the MVP of the NFL last season. So I think they're going to figure it out. It's a long week. Uh, They had to play in what Jacksonville because you couldn't play in New Orleans. It it was a strange week and Jameis looked good. And I I think it's more credit to the saints and Sean Payton than it is the Packers. And I don't think there's anything to be too worried about because they're still the green Bay Packers and they can rattle off six, seven wins just like that. Any rookies, a um, little rookie talk real quick, that you were disappointed in and some that impressed you um, kind of a lot going into week one? Because I feel this season, coming off of the, a draft, especially, you know, a dynasty keeper league, a lot of these rookies, especially running back, got a lot of praise very early before even touching training yeah. camp. And, yeah. I mean, you saw guys like Melvin Gordon hold his role. <laughs> And it was impressive to see. So I want to talk about that. Michael, Michael Michael Carter didn't really play. Like we already touched on on Najee, but I mean the, the surprise was probably the receivers: Jamar Chase, Waddle, Devonta Smith. They all look good. They all look really good. And I I think I'd be less worried if I if I own those guys right now than I would be if I owned some of those running backs, like you said. Sermon most- people were high on. He was a healthy scratch. Now he's um, in a good position where. Now, unfortunately, Raheem Mostar has to go get surgery. You're hoping that Sermon's that guy to fill in that, that role. Yeah. If you're a Sermon, if, if you're a Trey Sermon owner, can run for 100 yards, and I, I think they're gonna have three backs and they're gonna ride the hot hand. I'd probably rotate them a lot. It's obviously Mitchell's job right now. They still have Jim Michael Hasty, but Sermon's at least gonna be waiver wire alert. Waiver wire alert. Gotta go mess with Jim Michael Hasty and. Trey Sermon, if he's available. Sure, I'm sure Mitchell's gone by the time you're listening to this. Yeah, Mitchell definitely was gone this morning. This morning yep. they picked up Mitchell. Uh, but yeah, you're yeah, right. The receivers look fantastic. 36 bucks in my league. We got a hundred hundred dollar budget, 36 bucks. So I, I I think it could pay off. It could be this year's James Robinson, Miles Gaskin, who you know really were consistent week in and week out, and you could play in the running back slot or flex. Yes, and like you said, man, those receivers were very impressive. All three lived up to the hype. And even um, – and all their quarterbacks look decent. I'm so impressed with Jalen Hurts. He can be a very scary fantasy player this year. I think with his dual threat ability, he has an, a chance to be, you know, a top five fantasy football quarterback. Yeah, but if you want to talk rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones obviously looked the best. He he played probably the best out of him, Zach Wilson, and, and Trevor Lawrence. Fields and Lance did see the field. I would definitely, uh, depending on your roster format, maybe consider rostering one of them if you have a, an open spot because it's just a matter of time till those guys take the take the reins. It looks like it might be Justin Fields possibly before Lance just because of the way the offense is going to look. If Garoppolo's winning games, you can't really take that guy out. But if Dalton starts off 0-2, 0-3, you really have to make a change because the fans are going to be calling for it. And yeah. Fields is the guy that can come in right away and maybe light it up with the weapons he has, like Montgomery and Allen Robinson, even Darnell Mooney. 
Yes, you're 100% right. The, if you're a Phillies owner, you're just waiting for the chance and the opportunity for him to get that spot. It's got to be around the corner. Um, so let's go ahead, David, and let the people know what the fantasy team's looking like. Um, so you said you're doing a keeper league as well. Yep. It's the league you're going to follow this year. And you kept David Montgomery with the seventh round pick. So still. Yep, drafted him in the eighth. Uh, it was between him and Keenan Allen, but Keenan Allen would have had to been a fifth round pick. And I thought the value is just, you know, a lot better getting Montgomery uh, in the seventh, especially because I had the eighth pick. So my thought was let's go get two big, big backs, two horses right away. We got Jonathan Taylor and Najee Harris uh, at the running back slots with Montgomery at the flex, uh, two quarterback league. So we got Russ and Tannehill. A little worried about Tannehill, but I yeah. think he's going to be okay. Russ looks fantastic. He always does beginning of the season. Nobody throws a better deep ball than Russ. It's nope. gorgeous. Beautiful, man. The one he threw the lock, it was – I had dreams about it. It was so pretty. And then we touched on C.D. Lamb and Chris Godwin, number two kind of, you know – dog receivers but we do got chase claypool who i think could be uh okay he breaks out for two three touchdowns in, in one game and he could win me a week single-handedly so hoping for that in the third wide receiver slot uh got some guys on the bench that could definitely fill that slot as well if needed to and then logan thomas is my tight end i do have johnny smith as a little insurance policy yeah a little worried now with uh fitzpatrick out so we'll see uh we'll see what i have to do there and then i round it out i do have a defense and kicker in this league we go rams d and Jason Myers, the Seattle kicker. Uh, I was looking Safe at kicker. I love that. I was looking at matchups, and the Rams play the Bucks and the Cardinals coming up. So I went and I went ahead and got the Saints defense because they're playing the Panthers this week. But their next two weeks, they got the New England Patriots and the New York Giants. So they'll definitely be starting instead of having to worry about playing Kyler Murray and playing Tom Brady. Uh, so definitely start looking at matchups in your leagues, you know, right away, especially looking forward to middle of the season bye weeks. It's definitely going to be important. That is very important. I like that team a lot. Um, yeah, like you said, I'll Ryan Tannehill could be the one. and eh, But he could also be a solid quarterback, too, for you if he has what he had last yeah. season. Absolutely. With A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, hopefully the addition of him is uh, is good for his game. He did get a running touchdown, which is always better than the passing touchdown. Uh, I do have Cortland Sutton on my bench, which the Judy Judy news sucks, but uh, if you're a Cortland Sutton owner or Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, someone's got to step up and be that guy. We got Kenyon Drake as well. He's my only running back on the bench because I do run three in the starting lineup, but he looked pretty solid. A lot of pass catching uh, abilities, third down back, and he did get a few carries. Jacobs looked a little hurt, so we'll see what happens there. And we rounded out with Jalen Waddell, Michael Pittman Jr., and uh, Derek Carr is a backup quarterback with Johnny Smith and the Saints D. I like the I like the versatility with the receivers, definitely off the bench. I'm a big proponent, especially this season, of the three running backs. I think the receivers this year are very interchangeable, kind of hit or miss. I think the running back gap, not as obviously big as the tight end gap, but the running back gap is pretty big. And a lot of people are starting. I just played a team and they started David Johnson and Philip Lindsay. <laughs> that's tough you know I, I think volume volume is always so important in fantasy football and when you're getting guys that you know are going to touch the ball 15 times a game at least it's just it's better for your game because it's more chances for them to break one more chances for them to get you some points or find the end zone hey man good luck to you this season did you guys win week one we did win week one uh had, had a nice little showing 
so we, we move on to week two and uh i think we're setting the lineup just same as it was i'm gonna probably ride logan thomas on the thursday night game a little concerned about it but he did get a touchdown pass with taylor heineke they got to throw to someone uh gibson was a little banged up it looks like he's healthy which is good hopefully take the pressure off logan thomas and he can find the end zone again get a little yep. pay dirt and you got Curtis Samuel on the IR for the next six weeks. So Logan Thomas could be that second option after you get done with Scary Terry. Absolutely. Oh, well, so your team, my, what we got? Man, this is – so I also have a keeper league. I kept T. Higgins with a 14th round pick because he was undrafted last year. And I kept C.D. Lamb with a ninth round pick as he went 10th. So those are my two keepers. Could have got I could have kept Eckler, but it would have been a second rounder. And kind of like you, I felt the bang on T. Higgins in the 14th round. I couldn't yeah. pass that up. And I had a, I'm had big on Dak Prescott this year. C.D. had to be a keeper. So I roll out Pat Mahomes, C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin, Aaron Jones, Clyde Edwards, Robert Tonyan, Green Bay tight end. I'm a little worried about him, like we were talking about. That tight end gap could be he's a touchdown animal last year. And then this yeah. week he had four targets he's, for eight, he's gonna, eight he's gonna yards. He's going to probably have to see less, but can he get more yards? Can he get more catches? Can he be a little bit more involved in the offense? Or at least more red zone touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. One of the two for me. So that's my tight end, a little iffy there. Uh, Montgomery, uh, David Montgomery from the Bears is my flex. And then off the bench, I've got T. Higgins, Claypool, Ronald Jones, Mike Williams, and your boy Naeem Hines from the Annapolis Colts. Um, I like that. He, Heinz is a guy that uh, you definitely you definitely want to have, I think, on your team, especially uh, if it's a PPR league, because he's a third down back. He's going to catch balls. And he's going to be involved. Yeah, I kind of got him right now as, if not future trade bait, because like, I do have Montgomery, Clyde Edwards, and Aaron Jones. So unless one of those three fall off, um, which I honestly worry most about Clyde Edwards, um, yeah. Chiefs are looking very pass happy this year, like very pass happy, more than usual. Uh, so I, I don't know what Clyde Edwards' role is going to be this year, and if it, if they're going to give him as many carries as last year. So Hines could be a good trade piece for me, or he could be a guy that's a, a viable flex play because he does catch and pass. Um, I do have a kicker in defense. I went the dumb way. I went with the Baltimore Ravens defense, which is great week one, but now they play the Chiefs. Um, so I'm probably yeah. going to find myself taking a chance on Monday night. I think I'm going to go ahead and pick up the Green Bay Packers against the Detroit Lions. Um, yep. I, I think they're going to be pissed off. And if I know anything about fantasy football, you play whatever's against the Lions. Um, position, team, Always. defense. You play with against the Lions. That's just how that works. Um, so, and I got Justin Tucker as my kicker, viable option. Um, and especially if the Ravens are going to struggle to score points this year, he's good from 60. Um, and, and that's and that's very good fantasy points. So um, that's my team. We had a barn burner week one. Took me to overtime. And I finally uh, outlasted the team with the Baltimore Ravens defense. Um, thanks to that uh, interception. Yes, good yes, good dub. Uh, we we got some overlap, dub. which will be nice. We'll we'll be able to you know touch on C.D. Lamb, Chris Godwin, and David Montgomery, um, and Claypool. It sounds like you you know you yeah. you have the luxury of playing him on the bench right now. I gotta gotta have him in the starting lineup. But did you feel like you had to go a little early on Mahomes? Do you think you got him in a good a good value? 
So I think I went earlier than I wanted to, but the running back that I wanted wasn't there. So kind of how the draft fell, um, of course, our, with my keepers, I ended up drafting like five, but there's a bunch of keepers in between. Um, so my first two picks were Aaron Jones and um, I want to say Devin Montgomery were probably my first two picks. And with the gap that I had in between, Najee Harris was the running back I wanted, and he was gone already. So I took Pat, and then I took, um, and then I took uh, Aaron, then I took uh, Clyde Edwards. So when I got okay. that set up, I was like, okay, I'm three running backs deep because I wasn't going to draft any receivers till late because I had C.D. Mm-hmm. Lamb and T. Higgins, worst comes to worst. Exactly. And then I, you know, and like you said, with the gap, Pat Mahomes has a pretty big quarterback gap still, I think, above. The other ones, so I'm hoping every now and then he has a Pat Mahomes week that can kind of win me the game. Kind of like week one. He, you know, week he one, he gave healthy. me 40. Hey, Tyreek's down there somewhere, right? Yeah, he's gave me 40, and the other guys had Josh Allen, who most would consider the number two fantasy quarterback. He had 19. You know, so yeah. that, that that big gap of getting Pat Mahomes, even I don't ever draft quarterbacks. It kind of just worked out. I think I had to, but now I don't have to worry about quarterback the rest of the year. No, just you know, you 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 should be set. You got a lot of uh, a lot of players on some pretty solid teams, so I think it's gonna be a good fantasy season. Good luck to you, and just kind of gotta keep grinding out some dubs. Got to. What are some of your favorite matchups that you are kind of liking on your roster going into the upcoming week? And what are some of the matchups you're a little weary of? Yeah, I'm definitely a little weary of uh, Jonathan Taylor going up against the Rams defense. Uh, I had Montgomery do it last week, and he looked pretty good against the worst, uh, you know, with the worst offensive line. So hopefully Quentin Nelson and the boys can at least get a little push and, and get Jonathan Taylor some action. But I'm really excited for Najee Harris against the, the Vegas Raiders and Chris Godwin against Atlanta. You know, everyone throws against Atlanta, and uh, <laughs> yeah. it looks pretty. E- it looks pretty easy sometimes. So hopefully Brady can have one of those days and, and throw four or five, and my guy can find one. I'm very worried about Clyde Edwards this uh, this upcoming week. Not only did he have a down week, but then he heads into Baltimore, a very good run defense. Sunday Patrick night. Queen's coming. Patrick Queen's coming. It's a Sunday night game, and we just talked about how I think Pat Mahomes is passing more. I'm almost worried to the point that I might start a guy like Mike Williams or T Higgins at the flex position. I'm not certain on a guy like Ronald Jones yet. And I don't want to touch Hines this week against the Rams. Um, yeah. But man, Clyde Edwards really scares me, even though I typically choose a running back over a receiver when there's a toss up. Yeah. I think Mike Williams looked pretty good. He was getting a lot of action. Uh, he really, you know, we know he's the number two guy, but it's sometimes Herbert will will look at other guys besides Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen, obviously, his number one. But Mike Williams looked pretty solid. I think he he had a few drops or some passes that he probably should have made a play on. Yeah. But it, it's not a great Dallas secondary. You know, Herbert likes to throw the ball. Not a bad play. And uh, I, I would be a little worried about Clyde Edwards, too. But prime time, having a guy, especially right next to Mahomes, having your backfield there. On Sunday night, it feels good to be able to have that in the lineup and watch it. Yeah, I know, man. It's going to be, you know how you get that that one position where you change it every day. You change it. He started, he's benched. I think I'm going to go back and forth on the Mike Williams, Clyde Edwards, probably the rest of the week. Because it could be a shootout with the Chargers and the Cowboys. Yeah, definitely looking like it. Uh, It is a 4 o'clock game in L.A. It's going to be sunny. 
Dallas is going to be well-rested. Chargers coming off a big win. Uh, it should be a really good game. i probably bet the over on that one. It's going to be a high number, though. It's going to be a high number for sure, man. Well, that's a wrap for week one, y'all. Tune back in. Let us know what your guys' fantasy teams are looking like. If you have any start-sit questions or anything else you want to hear, definitely let us know. You can find David and I both. I will have our ats in the bio. And I want to give a quick shout-out to your boy, Stefan Diggs, for the yes, cleats sir. of the week. Man, every man must Omar have a coming. Rest in peace to Omar. Stefan Diggs Michael did K. big with those, man. Michael K, man. That was Rest, that was rest in peace, Norm, Norm McDonald, too. Yes, true yes. True go, man. But uh, I appreciate you, David. It's going to be a fun week of hard knocks, fancy football style. The big screen where we prove that we on big things. I'm doing what I want to keep looking at this dream. Thinking I want to know when I was 16. Big being, he thought up big immensely. AB with his quick feet, intensely. Waiting in suspense, but I'm finally here. Follow me here, because trust me, it's no time to be square. And if you really.